What up guys, this is Brian Evans and I want to introduce you guys to something new that I'm doing. I got my new texting community for all you guys who have questions or want to discuss something that has to do with film or just want to shout out and find out more about what kind of special offers we have going right now at Actors Revolution. My number is 646-328-6945 at 646-328-6945. Hit me up with a quick text and ask me any questions you want to ask. I'll be sending out my favorite quotes, different offers that we have, uh, things that'll help you along in your journey to create your own material. We're here to help you guys and I want to be able to give you that easy access to me. Again, the number is 646-328-6945. Hit me up when you can. Send me a message. I'll send you a message back just so that you know that I got it. You can add me to your list. I'll add you to my list and we'll be in communication, guys. So hit me up when you can. Text me 646-328-6945 and I'll talk to you soon. Okay, guys, I got a quick question for you. What is the professional actor's true currency? I can see inside your heads over there. I know a lot of you thought it's their talent. It's their acting skills. Uh, Sorry, guys, not the truth. By the end of the episode, you're going to know what the professional actor's true currency is. And you're never going to look at the acting game the same again. Actors Revolution podcast episode, professional actor's true currency starts now as actors the idea the idea is to take back control we don't have to be at the behest of the industry anymore it's something that if every actor switched their mindset and decided to become entrepreneurial with their specific skills as actors they would have so much more power that is what actors revolution is about okay guys i want to broach a topic that it seems like as I talk to actors that a lot of them just don't seem to even it's not even on their radar in terms of like part of their strategy what they need to do to get out there and get professional jobs to get paid to do what they do to become successful and meet their dreams and goals in this business and I kind of want to deal with it today in detail so that you guys really have it to take with you Okay. Now I want to talk a little bit about the importance of an audience. Okay. Actors who want to be professional, obviously they want to earn their living from being paid for their performances. They need audiences to support their careers, to fill seats at theaters, to buy and rent their movies for home viewing. So audiences are very important to the actor. But I want you to look at this from a slightly different perspective. And before I get into this, I want to get into the way the industry looks at audiences. To the industry, the audience represents something very simple, and that is potential sales. In film, it's the box office sales. It's the concessions. It's the merchandise that you might sell from a film. On television, it's more boxes of Tide or Big Macs, or PlayStations that they sell via commercials. On Netflix and other streaming services, it's more uh, subscriptions that they can sell to their service. And so the industry looks at the audience and sees potential sales, people that can put down their credit cards to buy something from the service they're providing, whether it be the product of the film itself, uh, shown in theaters, or streaming somewhere online, okay, or on television. So This is an important thing to look at for actors because, you know, when an actor is starting off, they see the industry as the only way to connect with the audience. Okay. They don't think that it's possible for them to create an audience at the size level that can support their careers. 
And in other words, I mean that they can't ever work or achieve their goals and dreams without the industry because the industry has possession of the size audience they need to actually work. And by that, really, it means that the industry needs to pay them. Therefore, the industry has to be the entity to choose what projects they belong in, what types of people can actually be a good fit for film and television, you know, what race you can be and what gender you can be and what age you can be. All those things are decided by the industry. Um, and basically what the industry says goes. Okay. Obviously, I'm going to tell you that that is not actually true, but it does require a little bit more work on the part of the actor. But in exchange for that work, you're going to get a lot more freedom, a lot more control. Because if you believe that the industry makes those decisions for you because they're in possession of the audience, and that's the real big belief that that has to fall here. If you believe that the industry holds all the cards with the audience that you need to have a career, well, then the industry is in complete control. It's why actors wait around to be chosen all the time, why they wait to see what roles are going to come out, why they think they have to compete for every good role with every other actor in the world around them. It's why they think it's a huge part of their job to spend lots of time trying to figure out what the industry wants from them and how they can become what the industry wants from them. There are tons of people making money teaching people how to be what the industry wants them to be. Now, I'm not saying that that's not a useful skill, but when you think it's the only way that you can have a career as a professional actor, you're put in a position that is subservient to the needs of that industry. And you're basically an employee where you're told what to do. Okay, I'm not knocking anybody who chooses that, but there is another choice. There is another way to do it, okay? And that's why I want to talk today about the actor's true currency, okay? The professional actor's true currency is a direct connection to their audience, okay, guys? It's a direct connection to their audience. Now, you may ask yourself, why is that important? Well, it's important because if you have a direct connection with your audience, then you're in communication with that audience on a more regular basis. You have a relationship with that audience. You can get feedback from that audience. You can find out what they like about what you're doing as an actor. You can find out what they don't like in terms of what you're doing uh, as an actor. And it doesn't mean you have to stop doing the things that they don't like. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to do more of what they do like, but at least you understand them and what they want to see. And some of the things you're not going to mind changing in terms of what they like. You may want to give them more of the things. All of this is really information. And information is tremendously important. It's the reason why streaming service, for example, like Netflix, they're monitoring information all the time. And it's for this very reason. They want to know what audiences want to see. And so that they can put together more shows that are relevant to the what the audience's preferences are. And I know that this sounds a little businessy, but understanding this information doesn't mean you're a slave to it. It just means that you're understanding it and building a relationship with an audience, especially if they feel that 
connection to you too. If you're reaching out via, let's say, email or messages or maybe even putting together certain online events for them, you're building a relationship with that audience that will take you beyond the the particular vehicle that you happen to be working on right now. If you put together a small movie or a television project or a web series or whatever it is that you put together, if you find during that particular project or vehicle that tons of people like certain things about what you're doing and you reach out to them, you connect to them, you build that relationship with them, they're going to follow you to your next project. That audience is going to grow because those people who are your biggest fans are going to tell other people about you. They're going to invite their friends into your world. This is hugely valuable. And ironically, it's, you know, this is the job that the industry does for all of their projects, but they are, they're a large entity. And when I'm, I'm using the word entity, I'm talking about the different streaming services. I'm talking about the different networks. Those situations are huge. They have tons of different projects. You've got one or two or three going at a time. You can monitor them more closely. You can be more nimble. You can serve your audience better than they can. And that audience is going to feel that. That audience is going to feel it when you set something up that's special for them. They're going to feel it when you take some suggestions that may have come from them and incorporate it into the work that you're creating. And like I said, you have to use your judgment about what you think is good. I never suggest that you take the audience's opinions over your own 100% of the time. But there is certainly nothing wrong with listening, evaluating, seeing if they might be right, or if you don't mind making a shift and change, and using that opportunity to build a deeper, stronger connection with your audience. If you're able to do that, that audience is going to love you. That audience is going to feel like they were heard, like you're representing them in a lot of ways. And that's an amazing thing. That's a real gift to have an audience like that. If you, I see that that audience, if it happens, I, I feel a lot in music. And that's not a mistake. A lot of times in music, uh, people build that connection or feel that connection with their favorite music artists because the music artists, they're creating their own material all the time. It really represents who they are. And if an audience member likes that work that they're putting together, the connection is deeper. I think it's a very similar thing that can happen here. If you start creating your own material and that audience can be a part of that experience, they're going to feel a deeper connection to you because these are choices that you're making. These are creative choices that are building a piece of material that's really connected to you. And that audience is going to feel that. And if they like it too, and you guys connect and bond over that material, you're doing something that you love in the material. They actually love that material as well. And they can potentially even give you some feedback. Uh, and you maybe even incorporate that feedback. It really opens up a real solid bond between you guys. And you want that because you want that audience to be around when you do step into a new project, whether that be a project that's yours or a project that goes a lot larger to 
one of the networks or streaming services that eventually you will get to. The whole idea of this thing is to make sure that you guys know that building a direct connection with the audience serves you so well because you're going to take these people who love you and who I hope that you love. I think I hope you guys are really appreciative of even if it's one or two or three people who follow what you're doing in terms of the material you create. Anything that you do that has someone that follows it, appreciate those people. Thank those people if you have the opportunity, if there's a small enough number for you to reach out to them through some way through social media or however you're staying in touch with them. Stay in touch with them. Thank them. Appreciate uh, their viewership and their support of you. If you do that, it's going to pay real dividends for you. And I'm not talking about financial, although that will be part of it. I'm talking about their loyalty to you, their love for your work their love for you as as an artist. And that is real value as you move through the world and the journey that you're on as an actor. It's really, really important to remember that. But to stay on point with the episode's subject matter, I'm trying to bring across that the industry itself is not your audience. There are people out there that want to see your material. And if you can connect with the actual audience then a lot of the power that the industry has over you and your career goes away because you don't need 10 million fans if you're working on your own with a direct connection to the audience. Um, there's an article that I'm going to leave a link to in the show notes. It's called The Thousand True Fans. If you were to Google it, you'd find it right away. And it discusses the concept that in today's world, that if you decide to become a creator, instead of depending on any particular industry to create work for you to work on, that all you actually need is a thousand true fans who will support you in order to make a living doing your work. Okay. Now, the definition of a true fan is someone who will buy anything that you put out. They're the people who will buy, for example, if it's a music artist, they'll buy every CD that the person puts out. They'll, they'll travel 200 miles to go see a show. They'll support any kind of memorabilia or merchandise that comes out regarding that particular artist. And obviously that's not going to be everybody, but those are going to be your super fans. Okay. In the article, I think they lay out that the super fan spends an average of a hundred dollars a year on you as an artist in terms of your output, whether it be that merchandise, the music, and in your case, it might be your series that's on YouTube. They will spend $100 a year on whatever it is that you're doing. I mean, I can get into more of how to monetize what you're doing at a later time. But the point I'm trying to make is if you have $100 being spent by 1,000 people, you made $100,000. Now, I know that that's not Jennifer Aniston money. I'm not trying to say that. But what I'm, I am trying to say is I'm trying to offer right now, especially for those who are new, I'm trying to offer an opportunity for you guys to work on what you want to work on while at the same time making a living and at the same time be becoming better and better at your craft and not having to do the jobs of waitress or temp worker or any of those things. If you can do that, then what happens is, and I've experienced this, what happens is you become more excited about your work. 
because you're not being dragged every day to a job that you hate. You have more time to focus on it because it is your main source of income. You are engaged in a different way because it's your choices in terms of the material that you're working on a lot of the time. And then you build more of that material on a more regular basis. And as a result of that, the industry that you want to be a part of comes to you and starts offering you opportunities because you're putting out so much content. This is something that works. Now, don't get me wrong. I started a long time ago. I I did a couple of projects that did that for me right away. I was lucky, but everybody has the opportunity to do that now because of technology, because of YouTube, because of inexpensive cameras, because of the huge number of crew members uh, that or technicians that are out there that can help you create your project in almost every city uh, in the United States and, and many countries around the world. So this is giving you the opportunity to not only create work you love, but to connect directly with your audience. And so you don't need the industry to do that for you. If you don't need the industry to do that for you, then every choice is yours from that point. Then you don't have to beg anybody to be a part of their project. You don't have to beg anybody to represent you. And all those things will come. You can be a part of those projects. You can get representation. But this is a different route that offers you more freedom, that offers you more time, that offers you more um, choices in terms of the type of material that you do. And it offers you an experience that you're going to love a lot more. It's going to offer you so much more fulfillment because the work is something that you want to do. It's going to offer you the opportunity to work with your friends and and build them up at the same time you're building yourself up, to be excited about going to work on the things that you're doing. And to me, I can't, for me, I couldn't ask for a better situation. You know, if this is something that sounds good to you, then I just, I'm glad that I, at least I could be here to say, you don't have to look at this industry blueprint as the only way to get anything done. And today's episode is specifically about letting you know your currency to the industry is the audience itself. Okay. That's your currency. If you can bring an audience to Netflix, Netflix is going to want to put your show on. If you can put bring an audience to HBO, HBO is going to want to put your show on their network. Okay. So the the idea now is to figure out who your audience is. And and that's pretty easy in the beginning. I think your audience should should very likely be people like you. You know, what do you like? What do you enjoy? What do you watch? What do you and your friends get into? That's the way I did it when I first started. It's like, well, what do I want to see that's not out there? And that's what I did. You know, that's what I chose to do for my first project. I don't see this out there. So I went and did that. You know, in my case, it happened to be a wedding film with African-Americans. For you, it's going to be something else. But choose your audience. See who they are. And it's probably going to be people that you like. And and that's a good thing. You know, if it's your friends and your family or it's you as, you know, a sample, you understand these people. You understand their nuances. You understand what they like. And if you're coming from the perspective of a different culture than you see on television, then that's awesome. And that culture could be um, it could be something uh, related to where you're from. But that could be any place. I was from Brooklyn. You could be from India or you could be from uh, Japan or you could be from anywhere that has a cultural difference 
And that's great. Or you could be a certain age. That counts. When Lena Dunham was doing her work, she was a young woman in her 20s in New York. That's a specific culture. So she did what she did. She was very relatable to those young women in New York that were in their 20s. So she made a connection there. So just she was just being, you know, to my knowledge, I don't know Lena, but she was just being herself or incorporating a lot of herself into the role. I'm not saying that that role was was all her, but she incorporated a lot of her experiences as a young white 20 some odd year old in New York City. And she presented that on screen and she understood that very well, better than the executives probably could at HBO. And she was able to bring that audience to HBO. This is something, this is where you really have power as a creator. It's your understanding of the culture of the audience you're trying to reach. So that brings it back to having a direct connection with your audience. Because if you start off with, I like this and I want to create a show about that. And then you bring in your friends and your family and maybe your acting teacher. So you have somebody that, you know, has some understanding of what's good acting and not. And I think that's a good thing to have people around who you can trust to give you real opinions about performance and that kind of a thing. If you have these people around you, then you've built something of a review board, you know, but people you like, people you trust and people that are going to give you real opinions that are going to help you to make the material better. Then you're going to put it out online and you're going to connect with a bigger audience, get their feedback, get them on your side as well. And not, and I don't mean try to manipulate them. I mean, just get their feedback, take the things that you think are good and incorporate them. Don't use the things that you think are bad. And then you're going to watch your audience grow. And as that audience grows, they're going to become your audience, not HBO's audience, not CBS Network's audience, and not Netflix audience. They'll be your audience. They're going to follow what you do, and then you can take them wherever you go. And that's when an HBO is going to be interested because you'll be bringing your audience to them. And you know, you'll maybe say, "Well, I'm not going to be able to bring enough people." A, you you might be able to. By the end of the time that Issa Rae was done with her web series on YouTube, she had 11 million views. So that's a fair number of people that she had that were her audience that followed her to HBO to watch her show Insecure that's on still to this day on HBO. So you may build it to that point, but at the very least, you may build a sample of an audience that's big enough for HBO to see, oh, that you understand this group. And there's a lot of people like your audience around the country and around the world. Okay? So make a direct connection with your audience. Make them understand that you care what they think. And that includes your small group, that like your family or your acting teacher, and kind of be in touch with them and, and get their feedback as you make your material and show it to them and really listen and see what you can do to improve it every time you do a piece by listening to that feedback from yourself, but also from this group. And then when you start to build out and go to things like YouTube or Vimeo, get as much feedback as you can, you know, and you got to have a tough skin about it. You got to be able to take in the information and use it for what it is, because it's just information. They're not right. They're not wrong. It's an opinion. 
but see what opinions you agree with. See what you can do to take from that information, what's going to make it better, guys. Use what you think is good. Get rid of the things that you think are bad and let them know that you appreciate them and have that direct connection with them because it's a real treasure. It's it's a lot of the power that the industry has over us. They're usually our bridge to the audience. We can make a direct connection to the audience now, and that's going to really change the trajectory of your career, guys. Trust me, it works. It can really flip your control 180 degrees in your favor, guys. So keep that in mind as you move forward in creating your own material. Remember, the professional actor's true currency is that direct connection with the audience. And this episode of Actors Revolution Podcast is a wrap. For you guys out there who really want to start creating your own material, but you haven't got a clue where to begin. Well, we got something for you guys. It's a mini course I put together called How to Start. It gets to the heart of what it is you need to do. If you don't even have an idea yet, this course is going to help you to take the first few steps to get to a project uh, that you can create that's going to be specific to you, that's going to show your unique skills as an actor off to the world, attract those agents, managers, uh, an audience for you. It really can do that for you. If you guys follow the steps so you're gonna go to actorsrevolution.net forward slash start that's actorsrevolution.net forward slash start you'll have all the information right there you can jump right in the course absolutely free guys free mini course for you guys to get yourself started in creating your own material go to actorsrevolution.net forward slash start actorsrevolution.net forward slash start we'll see you on the inside